All right, what is happening? What is going on? Welcome into Sports Betting Daily. It's uh, it's been a weird week. Been a weird week so far. It's been a lot going on. I'm actually a little news here. A little news. I'm uh, I'm going back to school. Back to school. Back to school. It's my best Adam Sandler impression. But either way, uh, back to school this week. So uh, there's just a few things I need to shore up, a few new things I need to go over in the world of data science. Actually, what I'm excited about, this new kind of cohort I'm taking, there's a specific uh, little section for chat GPT. So it's going to be good to go over all that stuff. But either way, um, I've been doing that this week, right? Taking some placement tests, applying, just different things. So uh, anyway, we're back. We've had a couple replays. Hopefully you don't mind the replays. If you hate them, I don't know what to tell you, but uh, shouldn't affect the show too much moving forward at this point. So uh, what's going on? On today's show, we'll talk about the NCAA. They came out with a really interesting survey in this last uh, week. It was released yesterday that polled 18 to 22-year-olds about their betting habits. So we'll talk about that and also have a book recommendation at the end. So let's get right into it. Um, the NCAA survey. So a few interesting things I found. So this was conducted by Opinion Diagnostics in coordination with the NCAA. And they talked to 3,527 18 to 22-year-olds on uh, college campuses, uh, college campuses, off-college campuses. They were educated, not educated, just pretty good uh, spread of people being interviewed here. But there were a lot of people on campuses who were interviewed or uh, participated in the study. So a few things I found interesting. 58% of those 18 to 22, because again, that's who took the survey, 18 to 22 year olds, 58% of them have placed a bet or engaged in a betting activity. Now, I found this to be odd because I live in Colorado where the legal betting limit or legal betting age is 21. So I did a little research and I, I learned something new today. In every single state, the betting age for the lottery is 18. <laughs> I mean, what goddamn hypocrites are... Ugh, drives me crazy. So, of course, when you're 18, you can give all your money to the state, right? Oh, of course, come play the lottery, you know, give us your money. But you can't gamble till you're 21. In a lot of states, now, like half the states, it is 18. So, that is, I'm not going to go state by state. And th- that's a positive and a negative, right? That's one thing that I do like and dislike about about America. When you go state by state, there's different rules. Now, you got to be up on those rules and you can put yourselves in different positions to, to do certain things based on what you enjoy in life. I mean, if you're the kind of person who, you know, likes to partake in marijuana occasionally, there's plenty of states you can move to where that's legal. You don't want to be doing that in an illegal state when there's other options to go to where it's legal. If you own a business, you probably want to consider a state that has good taxes for your business. If you, uh, live in an expensive property. There's certain states like Nevada, Texas that don't have, you know, property taxes. So there's certain positives to the differences state by state, but it can get really confusing and it's a, a shit show for things like this cuz as we said, there's a lot of states that don't even have legalized sports betting yet, which if you live in a state and you can't bet legally, I recommend going to betteredge.com, B E T T O R like sports better edge. They've gotten rid of the vig, gotten rid of the minus 110. So not only can you legally bet in a lot of states where it's not technically illegal yet, and they get around this in certain ways. Um, they get actually get around it because they're a social media platform that offers sports betting. That's also why they can offer no VIG betting, so you can bet risk-free. So check them out online, betteredge.com. Put in promo code SBD when you sign up for a, a free 20 bucks in your account. You don't have to deposit anything. They'll give you a free 20 bucks for signing up and putting in promo code SBD. But either way, that's for a lot of states that don't have uh, legal sports betting yet, So or, or a, little, a lot of states just don't have it yet. So it's very up and down. I would say Colorado 
has pretty much gotten it down. You know, it seems to be pretty smooth here, but for a while it wasn't. And it's still weird rules. Like in Colorado, we can't bet here on player props in college, but there's a ton of other states where you can bet player props in college. So it's just weird, kind of arbitrary rules based on these dummies in Congress or, you know, in the state government making these rules. Let's appoint a gambling committee. Okay, what do you guys think? It's just, that's where these rules are coming from. It's crazy. But either way, let's get back, let's get back to the survey. Uh, 58% of 18 to 22-year-olds 20, uh, have placed a bet or engaged in betting activity. And here's my opinion on that. I think that number is actually pretty low. I believe that would be higher because, again, a lot of these states are, uh, it's illegal to bet until you're 21. So I, I, there's probably a lot of people they talk to where it's simply illegal to make a bet. And even if they have made a bet or participated in a gambling activity, they're probably less likely to say so on a public survey. So that's just, you know, when you take surveys, there's a lot, I learned this, you know, I'm sure a lot of us have when you take statistics or, you know, look at uh, surveys, how they, the realistic nature of them and the, the, the unrealistic nature of them. I mean, look at every political year. Every survey is just backwards, it seems, every single year. They're all wrong. It's because surveys are tough. Surveys are tough to get a good number on things. But either way, I would assume it's far over 58% of that age group has placed a bet. Either way, um, I think that these were the most interesting numbers. The problem gambling. And problem gambling was defined in this survey as those who have lost more than $500 sports betting in a single day. And for the general population, that probably is problem gambling. For certain individuals who do this for a living, that may not be the case, but that's not what we're talking about here. So for those being interviewed, I would actually agree. That's probably a decent threshold. It's probably a high threshold, 500 bucks in a day. But either way, that's how this article defined or this survey defined problem sports gambling. So what they found is problem gambling shows up in this population with 16% having engaged in at least one risky behavior and 6% reporting that they have previously lost more than 500 on sports betting in a single day. Here's the problem with that, though. Of the people who dis who showed these signs of being problem gamblers, 70, 70% 70 of them, 7-0, thought that, that betting consistently will increase their monetary earnings. So of all these people who showed risky behavior, lost a lot of money, 70% of them thought that betting consistently in sports betting would increase their monetary earnings. They would make money. That's a problem. And honestly, that goes back to what I talked about earlier this week. This is what I'm thinking about with this show and the way I talk about things. That's what I mean when I say I need to be careful glorifying sports betting. Because there's got to be, just based on, as we've talked about, the law of averages, the law of numbers, there's a lot of people who listen to the show. And it's growing quickly. I appreciate everyone listening, telling their friends. Don't forget to you know rate and follow and all that good stuff. But Based on the amount of people listening, I, I I can almost guarantee there's some people out there, even if it's only a handful, there's some who walk away from my pod and go, oh, well, it's not that hard. I mean, I know he's got his data science degree and he talks about math a lot, but the way he talks about it, I mean, it's I can do this. And so that's what I, what I worry about, you know? At the end of the day, we're all responsible for ourselves and we're all responsible for our own decisions. And I do say all the time how hard this is and those who make it seem easy are usually lying about it and don't take our picks and think you're just going to make a living. I'm always upfront about this. But still, you can say whatever you say. There's still going to be people who take it how they take it. So I often think about this. It's very interesting because it is a problem. And this survey brings that to light. 
<laughs> of the people who were identified as risky gamblers or who lost a lot of money, 70% of them thought they were going to win by betting more. But uh, let, let, let's end on a, a bit of a different note. Uh, one of the more interesting things to me in this article is the student bookies. So a lot of people who were interviewed were on campuses. And of those people who were on campuses, 35% of them have used a student bookie. So this is what's interesting to me. In a lot of these states, it is legal. And I bet this is, this is actually lower based on what we talked about earlier, right? If it's illegal in your state, you're probably more likely to, likely to use this kind of a bookie. But that's a pretty high number to me, right? Three and a half out of 10. Um, here's why that's interesting. With all of the outlets, if it is legal in your state and it is 18, the gambling age, it's not that hard to get some money in and make a bet. It's really not. I mean, they make it easy these days and they've got sign-up bonuses. They they not only make it easy, they make it in some cases worth your while and, and worth it to sign up, at least with the initial bonus and things like that. But you don't see that happening. You see 35% of people still using a student bookie. So what I think all this legalization is doing is it's driving up the normalization of sports betting. And this normalization, in turn, is making it easier for students to be like, oh, yeah, I'll be a bookie. I'll do this. That's going on everywhere all around me. And this usually doesn't happen. So it's an interesting phenomenon. I don't know how, I don't know how long it's going to last. I would love to see a survey in one year, two years, five years. Because I know I use this as an example a lot. And I hate it if you, if you don't love the example. Or I, don't, I apologize if you don't love the example. But uh, the the marijuana in Colorado, because I saw it, you know, like five, six years ago, it was legalized. And there's always a shift. There's always a cultural and sociological shift and societal shift. And uh, there's a lot that changes when something like that is introduced into a a culture, into a society. So it's the same thing here with sports betting. But I saw you saw it go the other way, right? When there when weed was legalized and you can get marijuana anywhere, that like back alley illegal weed dealing for the most part, went away. I'm sure it still exists in some areas for those who are too young, unfortunately, or maybe live in a county where it's really hard to get to or something like that. But overall, you saw those backroom dealings evaporate. But that's not the case here. You know, 35, now, look, maybe I'm just being ignorant. Maybe that, was, that number was 50% five years ago or 10% five years ago. So maybe this is working and this is just the first number that I've seen and it seems high to me. That could totally be the case. Right, this is just I have I haven't done a whole lot of work on this. I haven't seen other studies, so this isn't like an expertise thing of mine. It's just my opinion. So maybe we are going in the right direction. But thirty five percent seems high when it seems pretty easy to get a bet down these days. But either way, this uh, this this article you can find everywhere. It was released yesterday. Just type in NCAA sports betting study. A, a bunch of websites will pop up with articles. So if you're interested yourself, you can go check it out. But I think it was. Uh, Pretty telling to see some of that information. So, all right, let's get to some books, uh, book recommendation. I want to end by recommending a uh, really good book that I'm about halfway through, about three quarters through right now. It's called Thinking in Bets by Annie Duke. Uh, Annie Duke is a, or was a, I believe, professional uh, poker player. And I say I believe because I think she was. I don't know if she plays anymore professionally. She might, but uh, she won a lot. Apparently, she was very respected. She got to be very good. Uh, at, at what she did. And she has subsequently written several books. And one of them is called Thinking in Bets. And I think it's just so great in so many ways. Now, it's has a lot of parallels to sports betting, obviously. But there's a lot of things outside of sports betting that I think is just wildly fascinating and, and useful in our everyday lives. It talks about how to look at, you know, 
if we get a promotion at work or don't get that promotion at work, if we get in a car accident or if something good or bad happens to us, or it's just how to look at life through probability, through bets, how we tend to overestimate things that happen to us and, and, and downplay things that happen to, you know, to other people. It, it talks about life. It talks about everyday occurrences. It talks about sports, it talks about betting, it talks about poker. It talks about a whole bunch of things that I find to be interesting, useful, and just just really uh, educational. You know, I, I love things that, that mix that together where you can listen to it for hours, be entertained, be hooked. And it's also something you're learning a lot about. So Thinking in Bets by Annie Duke. It's on Audible. If you, li- if you like to listen to your books, it's on there too. She actually reads it herself on Audible. So great book, Thinking in Bets by Annie Duke. If you want to start, because this is what I, I say all the time. If you're going to be a really good sports better, it's not just about knowing everything about sports betting. Now you have to be an expert at sports betting, but you've got to be good at the other stuff. You've got to be good at probability and, 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 just having an an eye for statistics and and understanding how you know to to interpret success and failure and and what certain things look like. I mean, this book is going to help you handicap, in my opinion, so much more than other sports gambling books would help. So I think it's great for everyone out there, especially if you want to help your sports betting or if you just like stuff like that. Thinking in bets by Annie Duke. So. All right, that does it for today's show. Appreciate everyone listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow with a handicap and a pick. Let's get back on the winning train right here on Sports Betting Daily.